I'm done. I'm 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 in recovery. I'm in recovery from various things. Uh, the the main the main one being uh, alcohol. Um, I've been in recovery for some time, and uh, uh, I I came into AA in, uh, in July in 1980, and um, I've I've been in it ever since. I uh, I considered that I had my slip and done before I came in. I had I had given up drink numerous times in the three or four years before I came into AA, you know, and uh, on, on the occasion when I came in, like it, it wasn't even my worst rock bottom, but there was one thing different about it as I was, I was faced with losing something. I was faced with losing something more than my drinking was worth to me. Now that I, when I look back on it and through the bit of education I've got in AA, I realized that's what, that's what, um, what made me actually come to AA, you know, and uh, <clears throat> I was faced with losing my job and, and uh, faced with losing a, a girl that I thought I had a chance of making it with. And I was, uh, I was faced with losing, well, I had already lost the, the, my, my, um, my accommodation. You know, I had been living in a, in a lovely place, in a lovely town, and uh, I was asked to leave. And, uh, Having left where I was living, I've found someplace else to live that wasn't nearly as good, you know, and I couldn't even really afford to stay there. I knew I was going to have to take another step downhill fairly soon after that. And I had been advised, you know, I'd been given advice. It was sort of a bit of an intervention, really. I had an older sister that had talked to an AA member and got advice from an AA member um, as to how to, to, to stop enabling me doing what I was doing. And uh, she pulled the rug out from under me, really, and she asked me to leave her her uh, her house that she couldn't have me living with the, with her and her family, and me living the way I was living, you know. And uh, she was in cahoots with my girlfriend at the same time, so they were they were working together on this, and and they were they were pretty successful, really, because I I went downhill fairly quickly. I I discovered I really wasn't able to look after myself. I was getting very drunk on the weekends and not able to go to work on Monday and I was extremely sick after it and <clears throat> sometimes not able to make it on Tuesday and then having to live on, on three days wages, you know, and pay rent as well and all that, you know, that, that brought me, that brought me uh, to a place where I was, where I was teachable, you know, and, uh, and I, 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 I came to AA. Now, I was very surprised at what I found in AA when I came in, you know. My, my only previous experience of AA was, you know, a few years before that I was working part-time in a bar and uh, three or four men came into the bar and they were all dressed in the same clothes. They all had uh, like jackets and, and shirts and stuff that were the same and they were really dated clothes. They had lapels on the pockets and stuff like that. They looked out of place like from the 30s or 40s and somebody said, that they got them from AA. It was near, it was around Christmas. Somebody said they got them from AA. So that was really my, the only thing I had in my head about AA, that it was kind of a charity that helped alcoholics or drug addicts or stuff like that, and that you might get uh, what you needed, but that they also had a way of, of, of getting people sober. But, uh, so I, I, I came in and uh, I met some people in AA that really impressed me and, um, I, I, I loved it really from the from from the start. I I I um I got great encouragement. 
from from the members in the area where I came in. Um, I had some plans I, I I had been working on, and they told me to try and hold back on those plans, you know, and and hold on until I until I was there. Uh, on, on firmer ground, you know, that um, I didn't say I was an alcoholic for I suppose 10 or 12 meetings. I, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't want to say those words like those words are easy to say now when you've been in for a while. But uh, in the first days, as we all know, they're not too easy to say. But it's not the same for everybody, of course. But I was holding out if there was any hope whatsoever that I mightn't be an alcoholic, you know, that I mightn't be that I mightn't have to stop for, for good. But uh, you know the before too long the pennies were dropping. I was in I was I was identifying too much with everybody, you know. And if they were, I sure as hell was as well. And um let's talk about these steps. You know, we're 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 doing step three tonight. And uh, you know, of all the steps, I was going to ring up uh, Mark and ask you if you could change me to a different step, you know, because step three is that fucking step that's that's not easy to do for somebody that doesn't believe in God. And uh I didn't believe in God when I came in. I hadn't believed in God for about 10 years. I was uh, I was 26 when I came into AA. The year I was 16, I I, I had that thing that I, I, I see described as a, a revolution for one. You know, I, 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 um, I, a couple of things happened that made me look at, at, at the way I saw the religion I was a part of and the way I saw... Um, God and 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 all that stuff, you know. And uh, yeah, when I was age sixteen, I came to the conclusion that it was all that it was all um, just made up, you know. It was just made up by clever people who gained an awful lot from doing that, you know. And uh, it, that it was man-made, and it was just like, like I don't know why I chose the washing powder companies, you know. There were just all the religions were like different washing powders, you know. One could. One could clean your soul whiter than the other, and so on. You know, we're all in competition with each other, and uh, I had I had gone against it completely. And it, when I drank and when I was drunk, it was one of my favorite topics to expound on. You know, and especially if there was somebody there that that it would upset. You know, and and that sister I mentioned earlier, it used to upset her a lot. She worried about me. You know, when she heard me talking like that. But, you know, um, I've made amends to her for that, uh, I, I hope, you know, at this stage, by, by just not doing that anymore, you know, living, living amends. I, I still don't agree with it. And uh, But anyway, having come into AA, like when you come into any organization or when you, you know, no matter what you join, you, you probably feel you have to toe the line, you know, if you're going to stay. You've got to, of course, sort of come into agreement with the people. Otherwise, what would you be doing there, you know? Um, and there was there was some very um, outspoken people in the in in the few meetings that I used to go to, and there were some people that weren't outspoken as well. There was it was quite a good mixture. I remember that time like it was yesterday, even though it's forty nearly forty two years ago now. But I I remember it like it was yesterday. And uh, you know when I started off with um, like step one. Uh, <clears throat> admitted I was powerless over alcohol. That my life was unmanageable. I. I sort of I remember thinking this is this is what's been wrong with me all the time, you know, as if I didn't know, but at least this was putting it into words, you know, or it was putting it onto into unfamiliar words to me, you know, powerlessness is something is a word I wasn't familiar with, you know, and I thought I thought all I thought about that at first, well, this is kind of an American way to say it, you know, it just means that I'm I I'm I'm I can't really handle me drinking, you know, I'm uh 
and 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 that 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 I could I had to admit you know I just I couldn't handle my drinking and uh, step two then you know came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity I could I could I could take that because you, you were allowed to um to choose the 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 power greater than yourself you know that's that's um that was easy enough to get around but step three where it says made a decision to turn your will and your life over to the care of God as we understood them that was different because that kind of names God you know and I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to do that I didn't you know I, I didn't I, I couldn't see myself doing that and I I I I went I was weeks and weeks passed and I was avoiding that and uh I remember one day I was standing at a bus stop waiting for a bus in the in the, in the town where where I, where I was a member of. and there was a, a Methodist church there and every week they put a banner out across their front lawn and they'd have something different written on the banner every week and I would read it and this particular week they had this thing written on it it says ye who seek God have already found him you know which was to me even at that time was nonsense you know uh, you know because like if you apply that to anything else uh, it doesn't really work you know <laughs> he who seek um, you can name anything you know have already found it doesn't really work but I, I I thought well that it's 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 something to say you know it's a, it's something I can I can I can it can get me by you know uh, as part of the of the of the gang or the group or the whatever that I, that I was with because I I was getting a lot of I was getting a lot from it you know I was getting it was interesting it was fun I was meeting a lot of people it gave me people I could I could um, I could uh, socialize with we we went for coffee. After every meeting, uh, uh, the the owner of the coffee shop where we went, he was a member, so that that meant everybody congregated in his in his coffee shop, and uh, it was just nice to be a part of it. And I I got to go to some social evenings, you know, where you went out to like an open meeting, where there'd be uh, Al-Anon members and 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 A members, and there's usually a dance afterwards, and. You know, surely to see so many people sober and enjoying themselves, I I didn't think that existed in this world. You know, I didn't I didn't I had no idea that could happen. And uh, I had my girlfriend with me, and we 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 enjoyed the dances, and we enjoyed listening to all the stuff we were listening to as well. But um, this thing about believing in God was was on my mind all the time. You know, and I was a bit worried. You know, I was a bit worried that maybe that would be the cause of me drinking, might be the cause of me not getting this program and. You, you know, you hear, you, I'd hear every now and again, I'd hear something that uh, that would worry me, you know, that it would worry me that I'm not doing this right and, and that I'm not going far enough, you know. So there's a bit in the big book, uh, I think it's in the big book, it might be in the 12 and 12, I'm not sure, where, where it shows you how to do this step three and they've got a step three prayer. And I read that prayer a few, a few times, but I, I felt like, I felt I'd be losing all my credibility if I was to do it. You know, Jesus Christ, all those years that I had spoken out against the possibility of there being a God, and I thought, no, I can't do this. Uh, but anyway, eventually I decided I'd give it a go. Because, you know, you hear people say that they'd give their right arm to get sober, you know, and I identified with that. I would. I'd give my right arm to get sober back then at the time. My life was in such a mess, and, you know, I didn't want to lose the couple of things that that gave me a hope of having a good life 
And uh, eventually I brought the book into the bathroom. Yeah, um, the bath- bathroom didn't even have an outside window, so I was, I was quite safe. Nobody would see me doing it. I, I felt, Jesus, if anybody saw me doing this, you know. <laughs> it was like a secret, you know. But uh, I remember I'd done it anyway, and, you know, nothing really happened. You know, I didn't, you know, the walls didn't fall in or anything. And even learned it off by heart. I could tell it to you. I could, I could recite it now, that prayer. And it's got one little bit in it called relieve me of my difficulties in order that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love and thy way of life. Well, uh, relieve me of my difficulties was, was, was the bit I liked, you know, I mean, if there was something could relieve me of my difficulties, that'd be lovely, you know, but uh, I know today that's, I, I don't believe in that today. I mean, I don't believe in that. I haven't ever really believed in it, but um the only one I can only relieve my difficulties using my own agency, you know, using my own um, my own thinking, my own uh, my own reasoning, but but with the help of others, you know that that is one thing that has changed for me. I have I am able to learn from other people's mistakes now as well as my own, and I'm able to listen to people, and I'm able to ask somebody, you know, it doesn't happen very often now. I'm not exactly. You know, I do work out most of it for myself, if I, if possible. But you know, there are times when I will ask, and and uh, and I listen now as well. I listen a bit better than I used to. But uh, this Jeffrey Munn um, guy that has rewritten the the twelve steps, and he's got a uh, he's got a book called Sober Without God, and uh, it's I'm really taken with it. I really like it. You know the. Um, He's 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 got a much better education than I have. He's a good writer. He's had time to research it and all that. And he's 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 rewritten the the third step. Uh, he calls it the practical version, and it's committed to a lifestyle of recovery, focusing only on what we could control. And I just I just read the first few words, the first few couple of verses of it. It says the original version of this step is easily the most challenging for non-believers. We are expected to make a decision to turn our will, that is our wants and desires, etc., and life, that's our behaviors and what we do, over to the care of a being that cannot be seen, heard, or touched. It is a sticking point for many atheists and agnostics, and for good reason. Step two is doable for atheists and agnostics because they can just interpret a power greater than ourselves to mean lots of of things that don't necessarily involve God. The third step, on the other hand, uses the word God explicitly, leaving little room for alternative interpretations. The practical version of this step keeps your life in your hands. Instead of turning anything over, you are empowering yourself to commit to a lifestyle of constant self-improvement. Again, this doesn't mean you're doing this all without support from others. It just means that you are the drive, you are the one driving the process, and the rewards will primarily be a result of your efforts. You know, now that makes sense to me, you know, and uh, you know. We've only got one life. I I believe in evolution. I I'm really taken with evolution. It's a narrative that I wasn't taught at school. I was taught that you know the 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 
the Judeo-Christian narrative that we were made in the image and likeness of a God and all that stuff, you know. And uh, it's not easy to shift that when you're taught when you're taught that as a child, it takes root in your mind and it shapes your thinking. And it's uh, it's not easy to shift it. Even Richard Dawkins, who has written on this for years, and it's his it's his baby. He says that you know until the day he dies, he will still be affected by the stuff he was taught as a child. And uh, I, I I can I believe that I believe that's in my in my way of thinking, and I have to work on changing it and being aware that that uh, you know I'm an evolved. I'm an evolved being and an evolved primate, and uh, and and I I try to to live my life on that basis, you know, um, and it makes much more sense to me, you know. Um, uh, we're lucky. I mean, I'm lucky to be a, a Homo sapien, to be a a, a human being. Um, I've I've had the, the the agency to make quite a good life for myself. I have a very comfortable life now. I'm not rich by any means, but I have everything I need. And and I want all the things I have, you know. I really like that little saying that there's, there's two ways of being, being rich. One is to want everything you have. The other is to have everything you want. Well, I, I kind of have both, because if you, if, if you want everything you have, well, then you have everything you want. So that gives you both, you know. And um, I'm... I'm I won't say I'm happy all the time. I mean, this thing that's going on in, in Ukraine has really upset me. I think it's, it's, it's awful. It's absolutely awful to think that the world had come as far as it had come, you know, that no major nations had been fighting with each other for so long. And now this happens. It's, it's, it's really disturbing, you know. But um, I'm hoping that it'll... The good will come out of that too in some form or some fashion, you know, but it's not over yet and it's not looking good. Um, and yeah, it bothers me. I'm probably spending too much time watching it, um, but I want to remain informed. I want to know what's going on, you know. But though, there's one other aspect about this step, that about doing it, is that I think that, that, that those first three steps, that we've actually done them without knowing it when we, when we came to our first meeting. You know, because when I, I always had my own plan, my own, I'd always come up with, an, with a way out of whatever predicament I was in, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever situation I created for myself through drinking, whether it was losing a job or, you know, losing a friendship or I'd make a new friendship, I'd get a new job, I'd come up with a new plan, I'd book and I'd get it all, I'd get myself back on the road again, you know, but this time when I came to AA, I was just defeated. I just had no plan of my own. I needed help, and I gave in. And I went and I looked for help. I remember I went to a, I went actually to a, a Saint John of God Center and asked to talk to somebody there. And I talked to somebody there, and he was like, even though I don't believe in God, he was a monk with a big brown robe around him and a, a rope tying it tied around, just like Friar Tuck, you know. And I I talked to him and. The few bits of advice he gave me were very helpful. He he didn't he didn't invite me to come in and stay at his facility. He probably didn't think that I would have insurance or anything. I didn't look like I had, and I certainly didn't sound like I had. I actually had the job I had. I had quite a good job. That was one thing I got me. They had membership of the VHI, which is an insurance thing here in Ireland. I had membership of the VHI as part of my work package, my job package, you know, but he, 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 I'd say it was the last thing he would have believed that I had that, you know, he advised me to go to AA, he told me that the people there would have, you know, would have started the same as I did, they would have been in the same boat as I was that day when, whenever 
you know, whenever they started and uh, assured me that I'd be welcome there and so on. And I, I was really lucky that that happened because that particular facility, St. John of God's, when I learned about it, I learned some stuff about it later on, you know, through the years. And it was like a hotel that wealthy people used to come and dry out for a while, you know, just to get well so they could go back on the drink again. So I, I you know, I, I, I evaded that just by not looking too well off, I guess, you know. But uh, yeah, um, Mark, there's not much more I can think of about about step three, other than I had, I think I had, I had made it, I had made a decision to commit to a different lifestyle, you know, to, to, to look for help. And I suppose you could say I had committed to a lifestyle of, 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 of recovery just by coming, you know, just by coming to my first meeting and staying, you know, I've stayed on for years now at it. So I must have committed back then, even though I may not have realized it, you know, but some of this stuff happens below the level of our consciousness. You know, our brain is working away below our level of consciousness at times. And I guess that sometimes it can be to our advantage and sometimes not, you know. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Thank you.